Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Mini Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week, I'm talking to acclaimed musician and entrepreneur, Pitbull. I think that education is the real revolution because as much as we speak about all the problems that there is in society and the world today, my mother's always told me, son, don't worry, the world's always been coming to an end. Don't let it scare you out of living. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen to the highly anticipated 100th episode of Tank and Jay Valentine's R&B Money Podcast with artist Chris Brown. Even working with you from Carrie Hilson, Adonis. Mm-hmm. Back in the day, I was 15, 14 doing that album. So like I said, I was in school like, yeah. okay, this is how you do it. This is how you make a song. There's a verse, a pre-chorus, and then mm-hmm. a hook. I didn't know none of that. You learned I, that over a summer, bro. That's and what I, it felt like. That's what it felt like. Listen to R&B Money on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the story of how a group of people brought music back to Afghanistan by creating their own version of American Idol. The joy they brought to the nation. You're free completely. No one is there to destroy you. The danger they endured. They said my head should be cut off. I'm John Legend. Listen to Afghan Star starting May 15th on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jordan Gonsalves, and I'm a journalist. Join me on my new podcast, But We Loved, coming May 15th, where queer elders recount the amazing history they've lived through. In the middle of Wall Street, they stopped traffic. They were doing a die-in. And in the process, share little gems of wisdom for the next generation. The key is to understanding yourself, learning to love and embrace yourself. You can listen to But We Loved May 15th on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Wake us up. The Breakfast Club is on. Wake up. The Breakfast Club, Envy, and Charlemagne, the voice of the culture. You think I'm coming here when this ain't hot? See, y'all different. Y'all the culture. It's different. You know what I'm saying? Like, y'all know what y'all talking about. This is probably becoming the most prominent form for hip hop. Being here next to all of you guys, it's really big. Put it in perspective. perspective. To the Breakfast Club, bitches. Wake up. This is your time to get it off your chest. I got an indoor pool, an outdoor pool. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. We can get on the phone right now here and tell you what it is. We live. Hello, who's this? Yo, this is Chris. Chris, what up? Get it off your chest. Hey, man, I want to say, man, I'm proud of y'all, man. DJ Envy and Charlemagne. Charlemagne, I've been reading your book. My girl got me a book, man. I've been checking that out, and it's been real helpful for me, man. I just like what y'all got doing on Thank you, King. Which book you got you? Black Privilege or hey, Shook One? Both of them. Matter of fact, you got me one for Father's Day and one for um for Christmas last year, man. I, I, I appreciate that, though, man. That's a good read. Good yes, read. Thank you, brother. Thank you. Hello, who's this? I don't want to say my name. 
Okay. Well, what's Put up, you on the radio. Nobody can see you. <laughs> you could have made up a name, but go ahead. No, but, you know, babe, people be listening. But I have a question because I just recently got broken up with, right? I'm in a lesbian relationship and I went out of town not too long ago. And I, you know, I have a business, so I was networking and I was speaking to a male um, about my business and who worked at the bar that I was um, doing my homework at. And so I came back home and he sent me a message. He was like, hey, how you doing? How's your family? Did y'all get back safe? And my girlfriend has a problem with it. And so she broke up with me. Like, she's like, I'm a lesbian. I don't deal with males. And I'm just like, I do business. I network with males and females. I just want to know, like, is that wrong? Um, I don't think that's wrong at all. I mean, if there was, even if it was another woman, I mean, as long as y'all not flirting in this business, I don't see a problem with it. You weren't hiding it from your girl, so it's not like at you were trying all. to be deceptive or sneaking around. No, I don't see a problem with it. Um, yeah, but those, 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 you know, she she probably upset. She probably upset because you're talking to somebody who, uh, you know, got something that she could never have, which is a penis. You know. And, and I feel like that the insecurity only comes out with males because I speak to females in the same way and it's usually about my business as I do with males but it's just with males she always has a problem and I'm like it makes me feel like okay you're like immaturely dating you don't know how to date but I'm like I don't know like can Gia have friends does Charlamagne let his wife have you know your, your, your circumstances are totally different now I have to ask you a question did you get penis before you became a lesbian good question did you like penis I, yes Yes, that's what she it knows is. That. Well, that might she be the problem. She wants you to go back to penis. She don't want you to relapse. But, I, but what does that have to do with me? That's her insecurity. Like, right. is it that is. something that I'm supposed to adjust? It is. But I, I will say this. I will say, try to have a conversation and bring her in on part of the conversation. You ask if if my wife has male friends. Uh, we have friends. Uh, she doesn't have friends that I right. don't know about. She doesn't have friends that she speaks to that I don't know. We all have friends, just like I have female friends, but my wife knows them. Uh, and but if he's bi, though, so you know. I'm not oh, bi. Okay. Shut up, man. I'm not about to play with you. <laughs> we try to be serious. <laughs> but I would give her a conversation to try to make it feel comfortable as possible. Obviously, she feels a little un uncomfortable because she feels like you're going to get back to the penis. But let her know that you don't want any penis and it's all box for you. Period. Okay. All right. And go and go and go and go box them out. Yo, shut you know up, what I'm saying? Go box them out. Go <laughs> sit on her face. Yo, go shut up. Have a good one, man. What's wrong with you, man? You heard what she said. She said you was very light skinned for saying that. I concur. Oh my god. Hello, who's this? Hey, what's up? It's L. L, you sound a little off uh, phone. You, you you got Bluetooth in or your your headpiece? Can you hear me? I can hear you perfectly. What up, L? All right, what's up, man? Calling to get off my. Go ahead, brother. Get off my chest. Uh, yeah, nah, me and my girl, we finally, I'm feeling good today. Me and my girl, we off a seven-month dry spell, man. Like, you know, so we finally have, you know, intercourse again, and I feel good about it. Hey. Seven months? Why so long? Huh? I said, why so long? Uh, I kind of, you know, I kind of messed up, you know, um, I was... Cheating. I was messing up a little bit. Cheating. <laughs> not cheating, you know, not, not physically cheating, probably emotionally cheating, so... Oh, yeah, Lord. she finally, you know. So it was a while she wasn't, you know, feeling me. Do you know y'all do know uh humans, women uh especially are more uh, emotional than physical. So uh, emotionally cheating and emotionally hurting her can probably cause her to dry up more so than the physical. Oh, for sure. You for know sure. what I mean? You know, I'm uh, what talking about? I realize that. Yes. But I'm glad you y'all are back, bro. Yeah, thank you, man. Have a good one. You too, champ. The Breakfast Club. It's a new day. This is your time to get it off your chest. Wake up. Wake up. Whether you're mad.
or blessed. It's time to get up and get something. Call up now. 800-585-1051. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Hey, good morning, good morning. How you doing? This is Ronnie. Called out of Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Ronnie, what up, Ronnie? What up? Get it off your chest. Man, I just wanted to call in, man, because I'm so excited for you guys. Man, I love hearing y'all on the radio. Man, y'all been doing a great job, man. Y'all sound really, really renewed, man, this time around. So it's great to have you guys here in Baton Rouge. Man, I'm in here I'm in here burning my Palo Santo right now. The energy is great. I got my candles lit. Me and Envy just being here, living our best lives, man. We you know just what enjoy saying? having a good time. Man, that's what's up, we, man. We, that's what's up. And, and, and that, that is a great compliment because we thoroughly do enjoy coming in this studio Absolutely. Uh, every day. And that is yeah, not, man. We enjoy really hearing you guys, man. And that has not always been the case, but now it is. Shut <laughs> up, man. Hello, who's this? Hey, what's up, guys? This is your favorite white listener, Tim from Toledo. Tim hey. from Toledo. What's up, brother? Get it off your chest. What's going on, guys? I love you guys, man. We love you back. So I've been on a theme the last couple times I've gotten through about toxic people. Mm-hmm. And lately it's been, I find it's more family usually than it is than anybody. And so I find I'm 45 and I think a lot of people can relate throughout your life. We, you know, we may need to lean on people for help and it might be in a rough time. It might be a house payment. It might be they order you a pizza when you're down on your luck. And then you find out these people get mad at you. You know, it could be a six months down the road, two years down the road. You know, they're on your Facebook because they're mad. And you find out that you owe them a million dollars all of a sudden. It or was. they didn't order you a pizza. They, you, you know, they act like they'd be buying food for like the last three years. You know, the story just gets completely blown out of context because they're mad. Well, that's right. why. That's why sometimes you just got to give people thoughts and prayers. Absolutely. And I, you know what? And I tried to. You know what? I, I just gonna put this real quick. I put this on my bio. I started a new Facebook. And I'm adding friends that I would try to go to their funeral or if they would come to mine because otherwise it's just disgraceful. People got 2,000 friends and they don't even know half of them. Man, right, l- l- I put this in my bio. When I need help, give me a hug, not money. That way when right. you're mad, all I owe you is a hug. But I will I will say this, you know, in, in life, and I, and I think Charlemagne and I think even you can will say this, there's always highs and lows, right? You always have a, a good part of your life where everything is going great, but it could be a left turn and sometimes you need help and it doesn't have to be financial. It could be just a good, you know, a hug. Or a, a good a hold or a good conversation, and those are the people I keep around me. And whether they family or friends, it, it's, it's all the same. If you can't provide me that, and I can't provide you that, then then we don't need to be around each other. But I want to be around people that's gonna hold hold each other up and make sure we all all right. I think the biggest problem. Right. I think the biggest problem Thank is you. that you know your family and you know and, and your close friends be having a sense of entitlement. That's true. You know what I'm saying? And when they want when they want more, they act like you never did anything for them. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it could be a pizza, uh, you know, uh, uh, our, our money. Mm-hmm. When they want more, anything you ever did will never be enough. They'll act like you never did anything. Correct. You know, and I can't, I don't deal with entitled people. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello! 
acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature, and of course, we'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, from actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table, because geek culture is pop culture, and we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and I'm back for another season of my podcast, Climbing in Heels. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as fully obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. My podcast, Climbing in Heels, is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season, we're taking things up a notch. I'll be talking to some incredible women across so many industries, from models and beauty industry stars to doctors, entrepreneurs, and TV personalities. Climbing in Heels is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Every week, listeners will be able to ask me any questions. I'm answering it all. 
My life is absolutely crazy with so much going on, and I'm so beyond excited to bring you along for the ride. Whether we're talking red carpet looks, current trends, or products I'm obsessed with, I'm here to be your fashion fairy godmother. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Yes, Hilarious was our guest host. So, ladies and gentlemen, Stephanie Mills. Good morning, Miss Mills. Good morning. Good morning, Bambi Eyes. I'm fine. Don't you think he has Bambi beautiful eyes? Hold on, let me see. Beautiful. That's yes. my baby. Yeah, he Look, is. He is. I love Stephanie Mills. She know that. We have uh. a love affair. He's my. He's like my son. He could be my son. That's right. Literally, son. <laughs> <laughs> so, so relax on her, okay? Uh. Hey, you got a lot going on, Miss Mills. You got I, the PBS special. I have a lot going Black on. Black Broadway. You Black got the, Broadway. The movie Pride. The movie Pride. Executive produced uh, T.D. Jakes Bishop and, Jakes. and oh. Derek Williams. Mm-hmm. And they just offered me the part. Derek called me and said, do you want to do this role? Mm-hmm. And sent me the script. And I said, yes. And you torn? I'm torn. Wow. And I'm getting ready. There's a possibility I'm getting ready to come back to Broadway to do my own show. <laughs> what? Based like, on your life? Or? No, not. I don't want to do anything based on my life, but just mm-hmm. songs and where I've come from and all of that. Wow. Wow. How are you managing uh, everything that you're doing at the moment? I'm re- I have a great manager. I call mm-hmm. Amp Yum Yum. Because he's Amp. just... Uh-huh. He's a yummy manager. You know how when you find somebody that just you can trust mm-hmm. and believes in you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. You're so pretty. Thank you so much. <laughs> so how does it feel to still be so legendary like 40 years later? Like, relevant. You like relevant. Yeah. Right? Relevant even it's like just still like you it's people still walking around singing your songs. He can't sing, but he was literally walking around still sing, like just singing his songs. <laughs> sing your songs before you even say, Yeah, I'll come up there with y'all. He was still walking around singing. Like how does how does that feel? It's a blessing. I feel really blessed because I didn't have the machinery behind me. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So for me to still be here doing it and I'm doing it on my own terms because I kind of backed away from the industry yes. because it became too much mm. for me to still do it and then find someone like Amp who believed in me and allows me to be who I am because yeah. you know in this business they try to change you to meet a certain criteria mm. and I never fit into that yeah. criteria and didn't want to and I love that I love that and and so for the Rolling Stones magazine mm-hmm. greatest how, 200 singers of all time yeah the mm-hmm. greatest 200 singers of all time how did how do you feel being left out of that I don't feel anything I don't pay any any attention to that that's somebody behind a desk who doesn't really know what they're talking and about that's right. how could you leave Celine Dion off mm-hmm. how could you mm-hmm. how she's could you? a great you? you know how could you yeah. so I don't pay attention to that I don't pay attention to awards and all that even though I have awards of everything that of yes. musically but uh, it doesn't mean anything what means matters to me and which has kept me with my sold out shows that I'm proud of mm-hmm. is my people coming to see me and mm. paying their hard earned money. Mm-hmm. That's what keeps me going. Yeah, I agree with you. With the Rolling Stones, clearly those people are culturally clueless. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? If they're leaving people like you, Celine Dion. Like, off, uh, off but see, list. I was never played on VH1 or MTV. None of my videos because they always said I was too urban. And I only had a pop record with Never Knew Love. That's mm-hmm. the only one they allowed Mm. to cross over. I, w- I wonder, you said something earlier, you said that you never had the machine behind you and it's interesting because you can see how that might still impact you now when it comes to these lists. Right, right. Yeah. exactly. When you think about it, like back in the day when MTV, I want my MTV and they didn't want to play Michael. That's you right. know, it was a president mm. of the company that said if you don't play him, 
I'm going to expose that you're racist. Mm. And I don't think really anything has changed. I think you have to have, and back then I didn't have that kind of person mm. that would go on the front line for me. Right. But Michael did, and I'm glad he did, because just imagine you not hearing Thriller the way it was or being exposed mm. to all those wonderful videos that he did. That's right. And they didn't acknowledge his 40th anniversary of Thriller, anything at the Grammys or mm -hmm. uh, American Music Awards. How did they pick and choose who got the machine back then, though? Because I, I feel like back then it, you really needed talent to get a deal. You really needed talent yeah. to get a deal. That's why my audience is is predominantly black because mm -hmm. uh, BET and all those black outlets played my videos, you know, and black radio supported me so much. Mm -hmm. So that's why I'm able to survive. That's why I don't understand why a lot of black artists like don't go back to the black publications and things like that mm -hmm. that made them. You know why. Because I, well, I know why. They think why. white ice is colder. Ah. Mm. Always. Why? Mm. <laughs> I have no idea. I don't, I don't understand that. I never understand why they think vanilla ice cream is colder than chocolate. I think it's because mm. they want that mass look. You know what I mean? But that you can have that. Let me tell you something. I went to, oh, what's the girls group? They came to Charlotte and they sold out the arena. There was nothing there but black people. A girl, mm. Escape. Uh, escape. Escape. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So what's wrong with the black dollar? I definitely get what you're saying. My generation, they also feel like, because I don't, although I'm a part of them, I they feel that's some type of advanced validation when you get, like, it, they call it the crossover. Right. Like, it's like, you know, and people, I did a show for Fox, sitcom on Fox. Rel. People, Rel. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yep. Shout out to, to the show, Rel. And I was on it with, with Sinbad. He played Rel's oh, dad. I and love it was, it was amazing, right? I love him too. It, like, the show, people was telling me, because people was only used to seeing me on, like, Wild and Out and all that type of stuff, you know? More production with black people. And then they were like, oh, that's your crossover. Fox is your crossover. Mm. It's like, you really made it now. Mm. I really made it because I'm on Fox, mm. you know, working around all these white people. No, I been made it. And that's then right. still, I still ain't making that's That sitcom wasn't like the cream of the crop for me yet. I'm still not where I want to be in terms of, you know, just where I'm going. Right, you know? right. But I didn't consider that as my crossover. That's another show that I'm on. That's another stepping stone. Right, right. Like, exactly. Like, you know, so I never, I, I so I get exactly what you saying and that's what we think we think when we cross over to that pop we've made it why are yeah. we why do we want to be so accepted mm. and i never really want i just wanted to be accepted i i wasn't good at smooching you know i mm -hmm. wasn't charlamagne mm -hmm. i i wasn't good at at doing that and i didn't want to go to the parties and have to meet this one and, and i didn't like auditioning yeah i know that's do you like it no I know They look at you like you're crazy But you they know? make it so hard for you I, I won't do it yeah, Or they'll act like Alright we got more with Stephanie Mills When we come back Don't move It's The Breakfast Club Good morning The Breakfast Club Let's get back into it It's The Breakfast Club Good morning I got a question about Michael Till Because huh? I want to know I will answer Okay good So is it true that you And Michael <clears throat> Used to date I called it dating How was that? It was wonderful Michael was gentle he was kind, very determined, mm -hmm. knew where he wanted to go, mm -hmm. and we just had fun. Yeah. He used to yeah. come to the Wiz all the time. So was he a, a smooth criminal? <laughs> I, was, sure. I, was, I, was, I know, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I was he know. was a smooth criminal. Couldn't wait to say that. All right, cool. Yeah. I loved him, that afro and uh, chocolate. Yeah. So why did he change all that? I think that's what people get Michael misconstrued, and, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll label Michael Tom as an Uncle Tom or... You know, a coon because of that. 
I gotta be strategic because mm-hmm. that's my baby. Mm-hmm. But um, Michael wanted to be the king of pop. He had a fetish with Elvis Presley. Mm. And he had his eyes on Lisa Presley when she was very young. Oh, okay. I think he always knew he wanted to because he felt like that was the epitome. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. And I think he really wanted to be king. Mm-hmm. But then when he got over there, they showed him that you still... Mm. Still nigga. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Damn. And it broke his heart. Yeah. Did y'all have a relationship even up until his passing? No. He was too different. Yeah. I couldn't relate to that, Michael. Mm-hmm. It had gone too far, but I think he knew mm-hmm. that it had gone too far. But what can you do? Right. You can't go back. At this point, yeah. You mm-hmm. can't go back. Because we went to... Uh, the opening of the Atlantis Mm -hmm. and he asked me to come he asked to see me Mm. and I I didn't go because I was rehearsing and I often wondered what he wanted what he wanted to tell me Mm. he probably wanted to tell me something or you know but it had gone too far and I couldn't relate Mm. and Michael was taught the moonwalk by my ex-husband Jeffrey Daniel I went to those rehearsals yeah I know everybody claimed that they, they did not Jeffrey Daniel taught Michael the moonwalk and all those things. But, you know, the Motown people, mm-hmm. they don't always give people credit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, they're taught not to give people credit. I love giving people credit for mm-hmm. what they do for me because you can't do this by yourself. Nope. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, Michael never gave him credit and he should have. Mm-hmm. It, uh, it's just interesting to me how, you know, I always wonder, like, what can make a person like totally lose their blackness? And have, and have you seen somebody... <laughs> lose their blackness or fall out with black people <clears throat> and find a way to get back with the community because it feels like once you once you turn your back on us we we turn our back on you forever yeah but look at it <clears throat> you know i can remember a time and people are not gonna like this either but <clears throat> i can remember a time when michael would be at the awards and you would have to get in a line to see him mm-hmm. i never did that I'm not getting in the line to see nobody. Ain't nobody that important. Nobody's more important than God. And I Mm -hmm. think there's no one that's, you know, like some people say, well, how can you say something about Oprah or something about Gail? Aren't you afraid? I fear God. And you know that. You know that, Chalamet. That's right. I only fear fear God. I don't feel a backlash. I mean, I'm 66 years old. (laughs) Right. They're going to do something. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I think. And nobody's above critique. Like. Nobody. Mm-hmm. I don't care who you are and how much money you have. Because mm-hmm. you can lose that. Look at Harvey Weinstein. Mm-hmm. I, I remember a certain person calling him God. I, you know, uh, Charlie mm-hmm. Rose. Who would have thought? Mm-hmm. You know, Matt Lauer. Mm-hmm. Well, he was kind of arrogant. He yeah. was arrogant. Yeah. yeah. But I just don't think that anybody's under approach. But I do think Michael knew he went too far. And you got to remember towards the end of his career... He went to Jesse Jackson and and Al Sharpton, mm-hmm. and he even wanted to give Pops Mr. his Minister Farrakhan yeah. his uh, his catalog, mm-hmm. and Pops wouldn't. Mm-hmm. That ride can be vicious, as mm-hmm. we see with other people that are white mm-hmm. dealing with it. Britney Spears and 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 I go back to them because I really see how the business has tormented them mm-hmm. and the yeah. people around them. Um, the movie Pride, Seven Deadly Sin story. It's going to be on Lifetime. Yes! <laughs> with with uh, nephew Tommy, nephew who Tommy. did a brilliant job. He plays my son Gabe and Kenya King, who's a, a Canadian actress. And Erica Campbell mm-hmm. came in oh, to wow. uh, play Pastor Trey. This is your first feature? My first feature. That's crazy. Ooh. My first feature. So since Broadway and everything <clears throat> else, nobody decided Stephanie Mills should be acting. They wouldn't give me a job. Damn. They wouldn't. Mm -hmm. Do you want to do more? Oh, yes. I got the bug now. 
But I'm not auditioning. You're not? <laughs> no. No. Tell him, Jess. She's not auditioning, so don't ask her. <laughs> what role would you want to play? <laughs> I, mothers. I mean, I could play yeah. a mother, mm -hmm. you know, an older sister. Mm -hmm. But mothers, I, I, I want to do a Christmas. A yes, oh being a God. therapist. Yeah. Or I want to play somebody really tough and like gangster. I can see that too. <laughs> I can see that too. Now, until you, until they see your size. Who you going to be playing with Kevin Hart? Who you going to be saying? I would love Kevin to do Hart. a movie with Kevin Hart. He's, He's the so only funny. person shorter than you. When does the uh, movie, <laughs> Lifetime, Lifetime movie? April 8th. April 8th. Okay. And then Black to Broadway is uh, February 28th. 28th. 28th, yes. Well, Stephanie Mills, it's always a pleasure sitting down to build with you and talk to you. And I just love seeing you all the time. I love seeing you too, Bambi Eyes. Yes, ma'am. That's right. Mm -mm. It's Stephanie Mills, y'all. It's The Breakfast Club. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Daddy, call him my phone. It's topic time. Call 800-585-1051 to join into the discussion with The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We got our guest co-host, Jess Hilarious, here. What's good? And if you're just joining us, we were talking about Jess and her baby daddy, Rome, and their relationship. A lot of people uh, called up this morning. Actually, two people called up and said they had bad relations with their baby daddy. Yeah. Said they don't help out. They don't pay any money. And it's just not good. And, but and, Jess, and I've never seen a co-parenting relationship the way Jess and uh, Rome have. Like, they got the coolest co-parenting relationship. They got a you. show that they do on YouTube. What's the yep. name of the show? YouTube is called Co-Parents and Therapy. Co we are therapy. in the second season. But the first season is just as good as the second one. The second one, we're sitting down with couples trying to help them create healthy boundaries and healthy environments for their kids so they can co-parent. Now, the only thing I found odd about their relationship is that... um Rome. Is Rome on the phone? Yeah, Rome's on the phone. Rome. Rome, good morning. Rome. Good morning, good morning. Peace, King. Now, Rome, uh, I heard, I overheard Jess talking yesterday, and she was saying how you call her sis. Yeah. yeah. Now, you done shot her club up. Y'all got a whole 10-year-old. Oh, my God. First of all, my the son is 11. 11. 11. He's 11. Yeah, my son is 11. Why do you call her sis? Because the situation is different now. And we built to that point, but it's like, I look at her as really like a a, a sister, a family member, be said is take the kid away, man. I don't, it, it is different. It's hard to explain. Some people call it weird, but I don't know. It's no more sexual. It's just that's oh, my no. sister. That's the you know that's my love. I, yeah, I, will, yeah. I will kill somebody from her, but I ain't shooting the club up again. I mm -hmm. think y'all soulmates, wrong. Yeah, yeah, but you know that's, what? That's, that's, that's how it is. No sexual, and yeah, that's just what it is. You know, you know, I'm. But yeah, how did y'all get to that point though? Because most people don't get to that point. How did y'all get to that point where? You guys are damn near best friends. Y'all focus on your future, your life, yeah. the business, the baby, the family. But y'all can still do your thing. Rome has been through a lot of things, and like he, um, he don't really have a lot of family to rely on. He don't really have a lot of friends to rely on. And mm -hmm. through the years, he'll have friends, then he don't. Then he'll like to open up, and he's never felt like he was in a safe space and if you gotta provide like a safe space for a man to even open up and become vulnerable because that's not what they do especially that's black real. men they mm -hmm. don't you know and, and I was the first female that just didn't run from his whole story mm -hmm. um, didn't judge him mm -hmm. I've always helped him now he has a best friend and she you know they, they cool but like it, it's a little bit more hands on with me like and after all the feelings and getting past them 
he we became friends on that you know I was like a therapist for him or whatever and he the same for well he don't really do nothing for me in that aspect Damn. my Damn. baby you know you don't but um <laughs> don't, yeah, but that's, don't disrespect it, Big Rome like you know that what I'm saying? No, yeah that is Big Rome that is Big hey, Rome what's up hey, what? hey, to elaborate on that you take out all the emotions and the feelings yeah. and you can be great yeah. Mm. But one of the biggest problems we did have that we was able to overcome as well was Jackson did like overstep boundaries a little bit like in relationships. What you mean? She'll 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 run up on girls you was dating with? Messing with? No. No, but as me and that's the same man it's like she she, she wanna be she she, she would wanna be in it too much. And then I used to it used to get make me mad because I used to always say like I mind my business when it comes to you. Oh, so yeah. even when she realized that and took that away, it became even better. Ah, uh, so you trying to holler at a chick and she telling you, nah, I don't like shorty, shorty this, shorty that. Mm. She she diving no. into your relationship. Make no. up your mind, Jess. No, 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 no. Uh, wrong. Not right. even necessarily that. Right. Let me tell him what it is, Rome, because you you talking a little slow. You just woke up, obviously. Look, <laughs> this is the thing. Rome, Rome will be in a relationship. Mm-hmm. And then Rome will introduce me to these girls. Rome will want me to build a nice, little, cool relationship with them. And then when things start happening, because he's not able to be faithful or loyal or whatever, then damn, Rome. it's yeah. Then it's they they. Then I got and then they break up with him. And now when he beefing with him, I got to beef with him. Mm. And it's like nah, but now is mind your business. But you call me, you put me in the business. <laughs> but don't be in the business too damn much. Don't be saying like I be giving a damn that much. I just give a damn about you. Like I and you be intro, introducing me. That's how I end up cool with all the baby mothers. You know what I'm saying? Like I, and yeah. they cool and I love his kids. Like like and and even girls that he didn't have babies with. A lot of them were cool. But then he moved. Bing 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 bing. Here it is. Like dang, what happened to Shorty? Don't worry about it. You move on with me. I don't know what you doing. <laughs> yeah. See, yeah, that's exactly how. That's what it is. You, okay. I, I want to know how many more relationships are out there like Jess and Rome. Like how many people got baby daddy brothers? Right. You know what I'm saying? Because wow. that's what you got. Know, you got right? a baby daddy brother. You know what I mean? And you got a baby mama sister. <laughs> but it take, but it takes a lot. And you got to commit. I think I think it's a lot. I just think it's not the norm, and people yeah. are afraid to put it to the world because of being judged. Being like we're not the first person to do this. I, I, I know that for a fact. Yeah, I've never seen it. Where I think it's dope. Go? I've just never seen it evolve. Yeah. go from a baby mama. Uh, to to you know oh that's like that's my sister yeah and, and y'all really hold each other down and like so that like, I think that's so interesting but let's take some calls let's say Rome okay. we appreciate you I, I know you we just woke you up we appreciate you for checking in brother appreciate y'all alright love and, you shorty and, and Rome you're a great father you, man you're you a great father I love the way you hold it down for uh, your son man absolutely I appreciate that man thank you thank you have a blessed day yeah, right, hello who's this this is Jasmine hey Jasmine Hi, good morning morning you got a baby daddy y'all I, I have a baby daddy, but it is not peaceful. Co-parenting is not easy, and we spent 13 years together. And I felt like yesterday, listening to just pe- six people's messes, mm. I thought about, you know, I think their relationship is so commendable. They co-parent so gracefully, and, you know, they're funny together. They make it they make it a good time. They make it look like a good time. Thank you. It <laughs> is. So Thank I'm you. like, how? How is that even possible? Yeah. <laughs> it just It just literally shut up. <laughs> it just literally takes <laughs> it takes time. It really does. And, you know, it, it, it depends on how y'all both feel about each other. You know, y'all still, does one have feelings 
for the for the other one. No. You know, it's just okay. So okay, you said that very strongly. Very strong. But you said it's so strong no. that you only want to be a friend. No, you couldn't pay me to sleep rainwater, girl. Okay. Oh, Jesus. Well, okay. do you well do, do you even like them at all? No. Okay, so, so you don't the, even want to be. So the friend is not going to work then if you don't even like him but, at all. But because I know the bigger issue is the bigger picture is my children, so I know how to put my bygones to the side. Right, but, but are it's you just like he don't think? Right. Okay. All right. But are you still hurt about anything? Is that what is that was stopping? Well, I will that? say this: I am very betrayed. Okay. I was very betrayed from the beginning, so okay. that is hard for me to let go. Definitely. Okay. So you, yeah. she's still hurt. I don't about think you it. could be friends unless yeah. you let that go, because you'll always yeah. have that over your relationship, even if y'all just uh, become friends. So Listen, I think that's it, where it has to go. You have to let that know. go. And yeah. we know about having a baby daddy. It was a lot of things. What the hell? You, you, my only baby daddy. What <laughs> you talking about? What's going on here? Hold on. All right. I'm sorry. She Please. wants Jess to fix the mess. Yes. Stay out of I business. need Jess to fix the mess. Oh I God. need her to. Like, yeah. there's no I want. I need her yeah. to. Yeah. I that but that's what it, it literally takes though. It, it you just have to get past your hurt because a lot of things Rome did to me, I had to let go. Um I didn't just put them to the side. You know, it's a big difference between putting it to the side and really getting past it. It was things, man. He had land, ran into a lump sum of money. I was broke, lights off, everything. Me and my son. And we had the we had candles. I had a car. I had to go in the car to get air. All of that. And he knew all of this, but I couldn't hold that over his head. I didn't have time to hate him because he was so young. Never had no money. So when he got it, he just did whatever he wanted to do with it. You feel me? And and yeah. he was young. Yeah. Oh, he never tossed y'all nothing. Nah, he never. Nope. He nope. Never wait tossed minute, me anything. So how do you? Wait, wait, how, how do you? How I thought do you this was gonna be a good story. I thought he, he came up with some money and then helped you out. Oh no, hell no. To this day, no. So how do you stay from being disgruntled? Damn. How did you? How not did get- I, I'm, I didn't have time to hate him. Yo, listen. I was trying to figure out the next scam, the next way to get some money, the way to get my lights on. Yeah. Like he ain't never had no no bread like that. Mm-hmm. And so when he came into it, he just you know he put you in. And wrong. I know that. Right. From what I'm getting from your situation and hearing these calls is you never stopped liking him as a person, no. like as a friend. Mm. You know what I mean? These people yeah. grew to hate their yeah. baby daddies. Yeah. I think once you grow to hate your baby daddy, it's hard to come back from that. Yeah. We I got, never hated him. What's what, the ball of the story? Uh, I guess. Just, just drunk. She don't know. What? Yo, I'm not drunk no more. <laughs> Stop being drunk at four o'clock this morning. Look, if the moral of the story I, I don't really know what the moral of the story is. It ain't no story. It's just you know you you just you have to learn how to move forward amicably. Uh, amicably. Yeah, I'm still drunk. All right. Yeah, you have to learn how to move. Forward. <laughs> you gotta learn how to move forward amicably. Yes. With the with the other parent, yo, you gotta take all them feelings out of there. If y'all want to be like me and Rome, you gotta take out all those feelings, and you can't hold on to hurt. Like yeah, like Charlemagne said. Now I never got to the point where I wanted to hate him. Yo. I was gonna hate him. My life still gonna be off. Word. I ain't got time for that. That's right. I'm, and and I never stopped him from saying his son. Not ever. Look, please come get him, but bring him back. You know what I mean? Like Word. never. It's never been no malicious intent, no nothing. I never took him downtown, and I should have. You know, I felt like I should have back then, like now. But I just didn't want to do that. I was mm-hmm. like that girl who called up earlier. Mm-hmm. It was gonna be a struggle for him too. So. I feel like it was rooted in respect, and yeah. so it grew into what it is mm-hmm. now. I feel like a lot of these relationships aren't rooted in respect. Mm-hmm. Nah. You know what I mean? Nope. All well, right. that's good. Salute yeah. to everybody out there with a, uh, a baby daddy brother and a mm-hmm. baby mama sister. People yeah. that figured it out. Because I love my Romeo. I love my... That's bro. That's, that's your the, soulmate, that, that's but you keep homie. playing. That ain't the soulmate. That's your soulmate. Well, your soulmate ain't got to be somebody that you with. You can have a best friend as a soulmate. You can have... It, I'm telling you, it's just soul. It ain't got nothing to do with intimacy. The Breakfast Club.
If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature. And of course, we'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, from actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table because geek culture is pop culture. And we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans. The chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s... She looked like a million bucks. ...with zero qualifications... She had a Harvard plaque. 
tricks her way past a wall of lawyers and agents. She's got all of these Maseratis and Bentleys all in the driveway. Is it like a mansion? Yes, it's a mansion. That this queen of the con uses to scam some of the biggest names in professional sports out of untold fortunes. About six million. Approximately $11 million. Nearly $10 million was all gone employing whatever means necessary to bleed her victims dry. She would probably have sex with one of her clients. Hide your money in your old rich men, because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, Season 5, The Athlete Whisperer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Everybody, it's DJ NV, Charlemagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. Jess Hilarious is here, our Hi. guest co-host. What up? And we got a special guest in the building, Jocelyn Hernandez. Welcome. Thank the you. Breakfast. Thank you. Yeah. And you're in town. I didn't even know that you are uh, doing your Jocelyn's Cabaret in New York. I am. Starlets. I cannot believe you didn't come see me yet. It's so much fun, DJ Envy. So, yeah, so okay. break down what the Cabaret is because, you know, Starless is a strip club. It's a gentleman club. It is a strip club. Shout out to Starless and Marty yes. and everybody. So, okay, so the Cabaret, you know, the Cabaret, I'm on my fourth season. Yes, on congratulations. Yes. Four, four seasons, girl. That's a lot. That mm-hmm. is a lot. And I own this show. I mm-hmm. own the IP, my mm-hmm. intellectual property. Mm-hmm. I wrote it. Mm-hmm. I wrote the cabaret. I created it. Mm-hmm. I produce it. I do everything about it. I act in it. So yeah. basically, it's like a group of ladies. They compete to be inside of my cabaret. Actually, last performance, which was Saturday, mm-hmm. I had 12 ladies dance with me on stage. You know, some of them put themselves on fire, shoes on Jesus fire. Christ. They skate on stage. Yeah. So it's like a whole show that yeah. this girl's actually moving to the house. They compete. It's like, it's like, uh, it's like uh, Tyra Banks with her show yeah, with the modeling show, except mm-hmm. that they're they're dancing, they're yeah. not modeling. You so know? wait, they, they set themselves on fire <clears throat> on the pole. Mm-hmm. On the pole, they choose they they kitty cat everything be on fire. <laughs> So the kitty so cat be on fire. The kitty cat be on fire, <laughs> DJ Envy. That's what I'm trying to tell you. You're not you, talking cl- herpes and chlamydia. Tonight, now you're talking about flames. <laughs> yes, <I'm>, no, <laughs> not that type of like you know messed up fire. I'm talking about like fun fire, like yeah. you know, like a, like a real show, like a real show. Yeah. Definitely, this season the ladies stepped their game up because yeah. season one, season two, season three of the cabaret, it was great, mm-hmm. and you know we mm-hmm. built to it. You know, the first season I was trying to get the ladies to understand my vision. Mm-hmm. I want to do a cabaret with my music, and I want some dancers. Yeah. And since I'm a musician, I want to do it on TV I want the girls to dance I want to I want to make it make sense I want right. to make it make one some of the girls didn't believe season 2 we did it one of them won $10,000 with performing Atlanta we did the whole choreography to one of my songs yeah. so that was great season 3 I went on tour to 12 different cities it was a lot it was quick it was fast so we really didn't have an actual show mm-hmm. but the people loved it you know they yeah. can they seen the girls getting on stage doing their thing doing yeah. the pose but now season 4 it's more organized we got a routine we got a whole show it's a 30 minute show mm-hmm. I think I'm performing like 8 songs for 30 mm-hmm. minutes mm-hmm. and you know then I do my meet and greet my last tour I would just go and just keep performing Yeah. but now I have to like you know I have to preserve myself I have to film mm-hmm. and I'm yeah. actually also filming season 4 of the cabaret that would be airing next one on uh, Sue's Network you think people don't take you serious because of the love and hip hop because of the college hill because of the cabaret like they don't take you as serious as you feel like they should I feel like they take me super serious. I always have sell-out shows. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I have my only... My, yeah. my fans that are personally fans of Jocelyn, right. that if you go on my Instagram or my Twitter or any of the hashtags at the cabaret, mm-hmm. they say my songs word for word. Yeah. Word for word. Yeah. Like, you got... I do shows sometimes with 1,500 people, 2,500 people, 100 people. 
300 people, 500 people. It, it's different cities, different shows, different yeah. locations. Yeah. And every city you go to, they sing my songs. Mm -hmm. Every song, not just birthday song, not just Vegas, mm -hmm. I want to ride, mm -hmm. but every night of the week, mm -hmm. Que Rico, mm -hmm. Finger Check, mm -hmm. uh, Slay, every song, they uh, yeah. want me my money, every song that I have. And I have, you know, I've never put out an album, but I put out singles like all the time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so yeah. I, I definitely pe feel like people have taken me seriously. Yeah. Do I feel like it took them a long time? Yes. Yeah. But do I feel, who am I to be before anyone else? I just have to keep mm. working. If I believe in myself, I have to just keep pushing. I love that. I see a lot of different things for you. It's like, why the hell you won't get into like pro wrestling? Why, why, what, what was happening? Like, why you won't go into pro Girl, wrestling and get you paid are to slap funny. What is wrong with you? <laughs> I'm saying, she's slapping security. He's supposed to protect you. She's slapping this here quick enough. Pow. So I tell you what, I tell you what. I, I'm not really, uh, you know. I, you know, I just got out of jail. Yes. You know, I just got out of jail. Mm -hmm. Yes, ma'am. So it's really not too much that I could talk on that. But I will, gotcha. you know, I because you know, I, you know, I was gone, girl. I was in Lauderdale, Broward County. I was yeah. cold, came out with a coughing, everything. Girl, I thought I was gonna die. <laughs> Yeah, they got me here for two days and I'm sitting up here sick as a dog. Why yeah. me? Yeah. Why me? Yeah. So I can't really speak too much on that. But what? You. But what I can say is that I'm. I'm gonna always protect. Yes. How do you say it again? Protect. Yes. Me. Right? Always. And if you see me out here in the streets, when you know you two in, in the world, America, whoever mm -hmm. knows me know yeah. where I come from and what I've done and how I've changed, mm -hmm. you know I'm just making sure that I'm straight and, awesome. and, and no one hurts me. Yeah. You know, so you know the media only show you one thing. It looks yeah. like a whole lot of chaos, yeah. but you might not know what happened prior to mm -hmm. that chaos, mm -hmm. like five seconds before right. or ten seconds before. Right. You just see like the rah rah, and because it's me, it's always so much bigger than what it actually is. Yeah, and that that's another big point too. So it's like even uh, to keep going back to it, you know, loving hip hop. They had you. They, I know that the it was a lot of tension with you and Mona because it's like she always wanted to portray you in that light. You know what I'm saying? Do you ever? feel any way about that like how you would beef with Mona about it then you go over and Lil Lamel he got you you know looking the same way when you're so many other things and just fighter well I say this I would say this shout out shout out to Mona and shout out to Lemmy yeah. they both gave me amazing opportunities and I will also say I'm a grown person right mm -hmm. the way I run my cabaret as far as like being on on Suits Network because mm -hmm. when I did Love and Hip Hop I was like you know I was younger oh, yeah, I was yeah. wild I was out there so yeah. it's only but so much that a network could do for yourself yeah. to help you or break you you know mm -hmm. you, you still have to accept responsibilities as a human being as a, yeah. you know, as for yourself, for yourself. Mm -hmm. so with that that was what, what it was right and if it wasn't for Love and Hip Hop let's just be real I would not be here with the cabaret sure. and then you know with the cabaret like listen that's just how I run my show you know what yeah. I'm saying like mm -hmm. I run my to do what I tell them to do. If you mm -hmm. can't, you can't be in the cabaret. You know, when you see me on Suze, mm -hmm. with let me on the cabaret. I I just think that you see so much more of of me running a business yeah. mm -hmm. instead of seeing like the personal jostling. Like yeah. the personal jostling is different than the jostling mm -hmm. that's actually running a business. Mm -hmm. So I might look like I'm rah rah or like I'm being put in this one life, mm -hmm. but you got to remember you're only seeing like really just 20, 30 percent right. of my life. Right. Because even though I got cameras out for forty six weeks, like I do right now, filming mm -hmm. Jocelyn's cabaret season mm -hmm. four. It's still not every single not day. Every you, you know, you. you don't see when I'm crying. You don't see when I'm yeah. taking care of my daughter. Yeah. You don't see when I, 
I'm, you know, working out, mm-hmm. doing yoga every day. I've been in New York and I've been doing yoga every day with my husband. But well, you know, you that- could. I was gonna say, but you know, the, the fact that it's your show, you can display what you want to display now. Right. Like, you can put that out there. You just ain't gotta put the cabaret part. You could put you know, that out too. And I was gonna ask. You shouted out, you know, Mona Scott. I know one time you were saying some that you you and Mona going back and forth. But yeah. the fact that y'all shouted out, have y'all spoke? Have y'all squashed that that beef at that time, or you just? Let it go. You know what? I haven't talked to her, but it's just like you come to a place where you grow up. Mm-hmm. I don't got to keep being mad at Mona or being mad at anybody for nothing. Like, yeah. well, how does that mm-hmm. help me? Right. Mm-hmm. How does that give me any blessing? Right. How does that make God open the door for me to get, like, keep opening up my third eye so I can keep pursuing my dreams and my yeah. career? How could I help young ladies in the world? Mm-hmm. You know, like, that ain't going to, you know, my, my biggest goal to be in life, I grew up in, in I always say this, I grew up in, in Puerto Rico. I grew up in Carolina, in Las Esmeraldas, in El Caserío. I grew up in the ghetto, in the hood, in the trenches. And I, I used to be running around without no shoes and have needles, heroin needles on my feet. Yeah. I had to come home. My mom had to pull him out. My dad used to be a, a crack and a heroin addict. So I come from nothing, right? My yeah. dad died when I was very young. Mm-hmm. And for me, my most important thing is to showcase to the little girls mm-hmm. that they could do it. If I did it, you could do it too. Mm-hmm. Like that's always going to be my end goal. Yeah, for sure. Because I have a daughter, and and it's it, it's and it's it's uh, rooted deep in my heart. Yeah, I want to always have be that voice of reasoning to the young girls because they know I was a mess when I first came out. But look mm-hmm. where I come from. Look what mm-hmm. they what cards was given to me for me to play. So you got to remember, I come from a really low income family. Mm-hmm. When I tell you low income, I mean like food stamps low mm-hmm. income. You yeah. feel me? Yeah. And so for me now. It's like all I want to do is really just do my job, do what I love to do. Right. Music, TV, help the little girls take yeah. care of Bonnie, have another child with my husband. Yeah. Yes, I'm an artist. Yes, I do messed up things. Yes, I'm out there. You might see something. Oh, she crazy. I'm I'm not crazy. You know, I'm not gonna ever do anything that truly in my heart don't feel like I need to do. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna take the consequences afterwards. All right, we got more with Jocelyn Hernandez. When we come back, don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Jocelyn Hernandez. Jess Solaris is here. Charlamagne's out for a couple of days. Do you turn up for the cameras? And the reason I say that is... is Absolutely. You know, uh, cause, cause, Absolutely. Cause I'm a, why wouldn't I, I know? Reality cause, cause TV, when people I know talk it. about Jocelyn, I'm like, I've been on flights with Jocelyn. We like, And she's been the coolest, calmest, <laughs> How's your family? Um, How's your wife doing? Mm-hmm. So then when I turn on the TV, I'm like, that's yeah. not the person I just flew it with three hours. I'm like, that's not the same person. So so yeah. so you you make it your business to to entertain. Can I tell you something? Mm-hmm. You could ask my family. You could ask my best friend Melissa, which is my manager, mm-hmm. and my husband Melissa. I am a trip. I wake up in the morning tripping. I'm tripping. I'm high off life. I'm I'm recently mm-hmm. clean. Mm-hmm. And when I say clean, listen, let me tell you something. I'm grown. Mm-hmm. I could do whatever I want. Yeah. I got my stuff together. I ain't never been in the streets. I, y- y'all ain't never heard that I owe nobody money. You ain't never heard that I'm broke. You ain't never heard that I ain't getting no money. You ain't never heard that I'm a junkie outside shooting up. No. Did I like to party? Absolutely. Still love to. Mm-hmm. But I know that I have to focus and I have to be as clean as I can to be the best that I can be, right? Yeah. But you could ask this too. I don't have to have nothing in my system. I wake up with the bullshit just, just like a funny person. Mm-hmm. Uh, people always be like, you should be a comedian. No. I'm funny because I don't want to be a comedian. I'm funny because right. that's just who I am yeah. as a person. So, like, I do turn up for the cameras, but Envy, I'm a funny ass bitch no matter what. Like, I wake up funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just like to have fun. I like to have fun. Yeah. I think, and, and I'm very, and you got to remember when I'm working and filming, I have to be very strict. Yeah. And the second I get not to be strict, I'm going to be funny. I'm going to be yeah. a bitch. I'm going to be cracking jokes, yeah. everything. Now, you said you're clean. Is it you're clean because you had the, your, your baby and you're like, I have to change? Or what, what's decided you, like, you know what, I want to be clean? And what does clean mean? Well, you know, Clint is not, you know, you know, not doing what I want to. 
<laughs> not doing it one two. I'm done. But did the baby not doing it one two. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but did, 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 did the baby make you want to say, you know what, I got to change? Or what was it that made? Was it a scare or, or was it like, uh, no, you know No, no scare, no scare, no. I've always been very cautious and I do everything very limited. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, because yeah. I'm I'm cute as f. I want to stay that way. Very you know what I'm saying? So much. I'm like, I, you know, I'll be like, you know, when I hang out with my bitches, you know, I'm like, I'm more like a social party person. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. I don't hang out all the time. But I feel so much stronger and so much better. Yeah. It's like, I feel like I don't need the crutches anymore. To me, yeah. the way I think about it, it's like a crutch, and I just feel like mm-hmm. I'm finally walking without them, and I don't need them, and I feel stronger, yeah. I feel smarter, I feel sharper. I f- Look, I, w- I finished working last night at 2 in the morning, I went to sleep, and I'm back up mm-hmm. at 7 o'clock. Mm-hmm. I told my manager today, I said, I cannot believe yeah. I took a poop, I brushed my teeth, <laughs> I drank some tea, I drank some water, I did some medicine, I did my hair and my makeup, mm-hmm. and got here. I said, that is not Johnson mm-hmm. Hernandez. <laughs> <laughs> I, like that's a change. That's, 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 that's evolution. That's yeah. evolution. That's having How your third eye open. That's mm-hmm. making sure that yeah. you don't abuse any drugs. You don't abuse anything in your path that could potentially throw you off mm-hmm. being the best you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I want to ask, you know, after the Floyd fight, we um we spoke about your relationship with your husband, right? And I want to ask you about that. Because what we said was, and, and this is what I said on A, I said, you know, so I look at my wife as not only as my wife, my lover, she's my sister, she's my best friend. So mm-hmm. if she's swinging, I'm swinging. And then when we get home, I got to find out if she was right or wrong. That's just how right. our relationship works. Right. But how how is your relationship when it comes to those type of things? Because you are on TV and, and you are, you know, taped all the time and, and you are out and about. So how is that relationship with you and, you and your, your man? Well, shout out to Ballistic. He is the man of my dreams. I love that man. Child, she did a daydream real quick. Yes, honey, I love that man. We know. But the relationship is this. I'm going to tell you like this. If he swings on on a man, I'm swinging. If I swing, he don't swing. It's just that he always there in the moment by me, making sure that don't nobody else but the person that is involved is not doing nothing. Charlamagne said he just going to hold the other girl, but... No, no, no. Never, 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 never. He's going to be like, no, he'll be like, why the is you here? Yeah. He gonna be. He gonna sit yeah. in the. Why is you here? Yeah. Now you know Jocelyn don't want your ass here. Mm-hmm. You know, but mm-hmm. my man uh, is a very respectful man. He's been around all the ladies from the cabaret. Mm-hmm. He he's 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 a trusted man and he's a real man. He will not swing on a lady and he's never swung on no lady. Mm-hmm. If he looks at the heat of the moment where he's might be screaming on there holding, making sure that don't nobody else do anything to me, he gonna always do that as a man because mm-hmm. that's what a man's supposed to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and he's so strong. He's got all that African power. If he swings on a lady, she's dead. Look mm-hmm. at that Great. man. That man six feet so tall. Two hundred and some pounds. He's a big old strong man, yeah. you know. So he know better than that, you now, know. And he doesn't do it. Now they, you know, without talking about the incident, but you performed that night. I performed. That was my first time performing at an arena. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Lemmy for letting me do that because I yeah. asked Lemmy, Lemmy Lemuel yeah. from the owner mm-hmm. of Susan Network. He put the fight together, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, Lemmy, can I perform there?" And he was like, "Sure." That's mm-hmm. I was like, yeah. "How was that performance? You had butterflies because I mean, you perform. You, I mean, you not you that." I perform in my shows that people know my music and they come to see me and pay to see me. I never performed in a place oh, where they go where? to see Floyd and you, you got to try to win them over. I got you. You feel me? Yeah. So that was my first time. So I was I was nervous, but we've been practicing because I'm also filming the camera right here in New mm-hmm. York. So we've been dancing every day and it went really good. And then actually the girls, I had just picked four dancers that I just met in, mm-hmm. in New York to dance with me. So we, we learned that routine 24 hours 
prior. And you mm-hmm. trusted them and not even... I mean, I got to trust something. <laughs> if, right. If, if, if I wanted to, if I wanted to go well, and it went well, look, it yeah. was... Look, it, here's what I can say. Yeah. When I did my first song, they were clapping. Yeah. <laughs> right, 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 right. right. I was like, I'm at the arena and they clapping for me. This is this is, this is is good stuff. These people don't know my music. These old people coming to see people fight like, them old people don't be out there really just knowing what, yeah. you know, like mm-hmm. an underground artist like myself is really doing. Right. Like, yeah, they might have heard my song, Do It Like It's Your Be There. And I, I want it right in, mm-hmm. their, in their grandkids, mm-hmm. you know, house or their children's house. But, mm-hmm. Not like that. But you don't know. You don't know. You could have. You don't know. It, the, some of them old people was probably leaving it. Do it like it's my name. Yeah. Baby, baby. Y'all know, or, or, or whatever. Like, you never know. They you were clapping. I was like, oh, so many yes. things. So I was, I was excited about that. I, I yeah. did like a three song set because I only had like seven minutes and 30 mm-hmm. seconds. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was great. Now, were, were you drunk that night? Because people asked, were you drunk? I had. <laughs> uh, let me tell you something. I, I always love to say I wasn't drunk. But I would have one or two drinks, mm-hmm. and for some reason, and I think because I'm not chasing it with any drugs, yeah. it just hits me so much harder. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I remember when I used to be on my sh- could drink ten drinks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know what I'm saying I could drink oh, ten drinks, but it's not like I tell my husband, "Oh my gosh, I got a headache." How many drinks you had like that? But I only had like two drinks. Yeah. I woke up the next day with a headache. It's like it's like my brain just don't want to go back. It's, <laughs> it's called it age. It's called age. No, it's called age. It's called age. That's what it's called. No, it's called I'm young. Yeah. I'm a bad. What you talking about? It's called age. Bad get old too. It's called age. Alright, when we come back, we got more with Jocelyn and Ann. This is the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Jocelyn Hernandez. Jess Solaris is here. Charlemagne's out for a couple of days. Jess? Okay, so how is your uh co-parenting relationship with Stevie? How is that? How are y'all? I mean, you know, I don't really never talk to him. He talks to Bonnie on the phone. And uh you know, he sees her. I, I have I have primary custody of Bonnie. I have physical custody of Bonnie. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's seen her life. He's, you know, he has the right to see her whenever right. he wants to. So right. I think I think it's pretty cool. Yeah. I think okay. it's good. And, and you know, so. my husband being with Bonnie since she was mm-hmm. six months and he's been taking care of her. Because I met my husband when Bonnie was like six to eight months. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was re- she was like a like a little t- toddler, like a mm-hmm. little baby. Mm-hmm. Not even a toddler. She was a baby. Yeah. And so, you know, she loves she loves my husband and you know she has a great, great, great relationship with her dad I'm sure she loves him too so sure. I mean I think I think it's great so she has two dads I mean I, I, I never put it that way because she does I, I mean, know, yeah I never put it that way she has dads that stay all the time yeah. that's, that's two dads yeah now what made you do College Hill <laughs> did, did you want to go back to school was that one of, was that one of your dreams like can, I want to can I tell you something mm-hmm. yes Really? Mm. Yes. And I told my husband, I'm like, damn, I got the opportunity to go to, back to school. Yeah. I never went. First of all, I didn't even finish high school, y'all. I'm very smart, though. I, I got ownership of all. Oh, I got ownership of this big black you gotta get your, You got to go get your GED first before you are. But you, you skipped the GED. You went oh, to college. Now, tell smart. us that experience. So, well, first of all, it was a great experience because HBCU, a lot of people always. See, this is something I need to clarify. Maybe I need to do it at the breakfast club with y'all, too. <laughs> okay. Because I've always considered myself a black woman. Mm-hmm. But I was born in Puerto Rico and I mm-hmm. speak Spanish. My first language is Spanish. Mm-hmm. But that's that that doesn't take away from the fact when I walk in the that's building, right. people look at me and they say, That is a black woman, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so I always been cool and love to be a black woman. Yeah. And they be like Afro Latina. No I don't have an Afro. <laughs> I don't have an Afro. I don't have an Afro. And yeah. I am a black woman that was born in the island of Puerto Rico that speaks Spanish. Mm-hmm. And I teach my daughter. My daughter You're going to confuse the shit out of somebody right now, but go ahead. <laughs> but why? Because you're Puerto Rican. I am Puerto Rican, but I, I, back to the HBCU. In the HBCU, you know what I learned? Mm-hmm. I learned that the Puerto Ricans, the people that were born in Puerto Rico that mm-hmm. were black too, mm-hmm. and back in the days, back in those days, they were definitely Afro-Latinos because okay. they all used to wear 
you know, the big, yeah. the big here. Yeah. But you know that the black African American and the Puerto Ricans, they were tight. You know that when they were trying to do everything with the freeing the Negro and stuff mm-hmm. like that. That's the mm-hmm. stuff that I learned at, at the HBCU in Alabama. Yeah. You know they were kind of telling us how the black Spanish and the black. African American mm-hmm. came together, and they were so much tighter than we actually are now. Yeah. But me, I so consider myself the same culture. Yeah, I consider myself a black woman that was born in Puerto Rico. Yes, I'm Latina because mm-hmm. hablo español. Mm-hmm. Of course, I speak Spanish and I'm Latin. Mm-hmm. But for me, it's more than just saying that. For me, it's just that I'm proud to be black, mm-hmm. whether I'm Spanish or not. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like a lot of people just have a problem with me being so proud to be black. Yeah. What's wrong with me proud that I have this color? Yeah. Like, what's the problem? And was that um, what kind of, like, ticked you off with Amber? Like, because I kind of seen that. It was like, even like... What happened? Because I don't know. Tell us what happened with Amber. I I, I mean, I didn't have the camera. I wasn't in that class. So I don't know. I'm sorry. But you know, I I seen a little bit. She was like telling her like, yo, like, you don't want to be black. You don't want to be black. I've seen... You told Amber she didn't want to be black. Yeah. So, So what happened? But I've seen... You know, like, it's been years, everybody. It's not no damn secret. You know, Amber, really, she, you know, she she liked to dismiss the black side of her. I mean, it is what it is. I mean, she wasn't lying. I guess that's just a trigger. You know what I mean? Who wasn't lying? You. I wasn't lying. I'm saying it was just a trigger. I wasn't lying. I wasn't lying because I wasn't lying. And, you know, I wasn't lying because we were talking about being black. And I just had to let the know, you don't want to be black. You came out of a big black just like I did. Mm. My mama got a big old black mm. She's a Puerto Rican woman, but that lady black. Yeah. And her mama was blacker than the table, my mama. Mm. So I come out of black mm. You came out of a black but you don't want to you don't want to say you black. Mm. That's weird to me. That's so weird to me. I don't care what your color is. I always thought she considered herself black till I really seen that she was a Karen when I got there. Okay. I was like, whoa. Yeah. Whoa, whoa. It was just previously. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> so that was crazy to find out that she was a Karen. Yeah. So what do you mean Karen? Like, she she did not respect black rights? Well, like, because I, I didn't see the, the show. So I'm, I'm, I'm confused. So I want you to tell me because I don't know. You know what a Karen is? I, yeah, I do. Well, then that's what she is. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, yo, it's just. And like I'm not that. the only one that say that. You can Google yeah, it so you come up. It's mm-hmm. just, yeah, it was like, it was, you was just saying that for the first time there. But there no, are. No, I said that some, for the first time to oh. her, like, period, like, when she was getting upset about what I was saying. I, yeah. I made a joke. I was being ignorant in school. Sometimes you go to school, you would just want to be, be ignorant. Class clown. You like, want to be a class clown. I was just talking shit. I was like, man, I'm the biggest. I got up that day. Yeah. I said, I'm the biggest, man. Yeah. Then y'all got into a, a, a Philly and, and, and Miami uh, scuffle? We got who? A little scuffle? <laughs> Tell about Listen, that Joan is not from the part of Philly that you think she's from. Hey, yo, I'm done with her. She's that Joan yeah. is not from. <laughs> Jocelyn practiced that one. That Joan. Ever no, I ain't practiced no that Joan. Every, every, the only thing I practice is my bullet points that I'm supposed to speak on. I don't practice nothing else. Everything else is going to always be it's me, and you should know that. That Joan. That Joan. You know, my husband is from Philly, so you know I know a few words. Mm-hmm. Philly. Yeah. Hey, okay. Now, I got to ask you, uh, Big Lexi. Don't know that. Okay. I really want to know who she is. I didn't really know who she is. See, I you don't know her. I don't know her. She don't I really know her. Know. I wanted to know what, you know, what, what we don't know her. Really we know. don't know. We don't know her. I, 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 I never knew. I we never knew her. <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't know. I don't know. I, I was just trying to figure out because I know, no, I Googled that. I seen like that night. I Googled and I seen it and I was trying to figure out. We don't know that. I don't know. So I was going to ask, Love and Hip Hop, would you ever do it again? It seems like the ratings are. Absolutely. I want to go do it. I want to do it right now. Oh, please. Oh, I want to do it right now. Whoever's in charge of Love and Hip Hop, come holler at the princess. I'm going to come through. And ballistic is cool with going on there and then having I, the family and everything. I don't know. Ask him. I, I don't know. Please. Listen, please. like, look, man. I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm already this far in. I'm out well that too. I'm just gonna say they need some more ratings, <laughs> and I just I need her to go ahead on over there, man. But which one should I, I, I go to? The one in Miami or the one in Atlanta? Miami. 
Okay. She'll turn up anyone she goes. Because yeah, I live in Miami. Yeah, Miami. Oh, yeah. Gotta, please gotta, go to Miami. Do Miami. Well, you, you gave, you, you don't owe nothing else to Atlanta. You you already put that franchise on the Mizap. I need you to do Miami. I do it, I do it. Hoodie. Why not? Are you making money off the mugshot? They, they said that you were uh, putting. Everybody get, listen, Jocelyn's CabaretTour.com. I should have brought y'all something. Listen, why ain't we, why we bring Jessica now? So you're all selling mug, mugshot merchandise. I am, and it's going amazing. Listen. Can you please go download that thing right there? Because you know, it's going to look good. I had on the Louis Vuitton briefcase with the Louis Vuitton shoes and the Louis Vuitton glasses, the mugshot, and, 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 and the Jane Affer. Ooh, I was fly. Look, she is it like it was a fashion and the, show. Ooh, oh, yeah, baby. I thought I was in Paris. you killing it. Yeah, thank you, baby. So go get your t-shirts. Yeah. Johnson yeah. Discovery Tour.com. You could go get them. Well, Johnson, we appreciate you for joining us. Thank you so much. And like I said, I see you all the time, and, and, and you're so kind and so nice. Yeah. But I ain't going to front. You gotta you 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 might want to get in boxing. After this I'm is all over, her. you might just want to just may, maybe even you know Man. a couple can, of little. Can I truly tell you something? If yeah. I didn't, if I wasn't an artist and I didn't care about breaking my face, I would do UFC. Oh yeah, I would. Yeah, I love it. That's what I said. I would I do said, UFC. Should, I wouldn't box. I would do UFC, but I can't. I tell my husband all the time. And, and her, I'll be like, I would do it, but I can't because yeah. the first thing is going to break on me is my nose, <laughs> and then no, it's over. <laughs> but see, it's so fixed. She could set it up how she want to set it up, and she, you know, not that you have seen that is not fixed. Well, no, that's why I said wrestling. I mean, because she can do wrestling, and that, that's big money. In no, I would do UFC. You want to do UFC? I'll break sure. this down. See, <laughs> see? I'm, I'm a great fighter. I'm, listen, we you, see. You know, we what, know. I, you know what I told somebody the other day? I said because so, I told somebody, I said, you do karate, don't you? You ain't gonna do no more karate than me. I don't know karate, but I know crazy. I know and crazy. I know crazy. You know, you know what's his name said that. What, what's the singer name? James Brown in the song. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't know karate, but I know crazy. You know James Brown too. I know oh. that's right. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, last question. Is that your security guard out there that was out there at the fight that night? You know what? I travel with about 20 security guards, so I'm not sure. Nah, you know which one I'm talking about. <laughs> I'm talking about the three-piecer. Is that the one right there? The three-piecer? And is it a slap t- a slap test that they got to get through? <laughs> I that, cannot stand y'all to Why are y'all so funny? Why is y'all so funny? When I seen him, I, t- I, I noticed him before I noticed you. I said, <laughs> I know him. It's like, don't we want to be like, you good? You good? You, you that's why I asked him. I said, you good? You good? I asked him. I said, you need some water? Evan, don't ask him no shit like that. Why would you ask him that shit? Listen, I'm going to tell you something. They got plenty of money from the suits. They be just fine. Right. We know that. We know. We know they pay. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Jocelyn and Jocelyn, Anderson. the Puerto Rican princess. The, the biggest. It's the Breakfast Club. Good Thank you, babe. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature, and of course... 
We'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, from actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table because geek culture is pop culture. And we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up as well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James! LeBron James! And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Damn, the hee-haw again. It's time for Donkey of the Day. 
I mean, he trying to be Donkey today no more. They should be embarrassed by what they already did. I I'm not making these people do these things. Called Donkey of the Day, and it really caught me off guard. Damn, Charlemagne, who got the Donkey of the Day today? Well, Jess Hilarious, uh, Donkey of the Day for Tuesday, March 28th is a double donkey. It goes to 38-year-old Keith Chastain and the Clovis Police Department. Uh, it comes a point in time in life where we all must remember it takes two. Okay? Two. All right, kids gather around. Your Uncle Charlotte would like to tell you about some things that have been going on since the 1900s. Okay? One of those things is the saying, it takes two. Okay? Or it takes two to tango that means that a situation or argument involves two people and they are both therefore responsible for it i repeat it takes two to tango means that a situation or argument involves two people and they are both therefore responsible for it it takes two is also a classic hip-hop record that will make anyone with a soul who grew up in the 1900s and 80s lose their mind Okay, uh, the reason I am giving you this history lesson today is because in this donkey that I'm delivering, it absolutely took two. All right. See, Keith was arrested 10 times in one month. I repeat, Keith Chastain was arrested 10 times in one month. See, y'all think I'd be lying. Let's go to Fox 26 News for the report, please. Local law enforcement agencies say they are very familiar with 38 year old Keith Chastain, who has been booked in Fresno County Jail not once not twice, but 10 times in the last 31 days. Lord have Chastain is from Fresno and is currently facing 18 felonies and 15 misdemeanors from his recent arrests, according to Clovis Police Department. His charges include stealing six vehicles, a DUI, vandalism, fraud, possession of controlled substance, and more. Clovis Police Department alone says it has arrested Chastain six times in the last month. Around 9.30 Tuesday morning, Clovis police received a call about a stolen truck that Chastain was suspected of driving. Police say an officer found the stolen truck driving in Old Town Clovis and followed it until more officers arrived. Officers pulled Chastain over in front of Clovis Police Department and arrested him without incident. Police say he was the only person in the stolen truck and happened to be on his way to pick up his personal property from Clovis Police Department from the last time he was arrested. Mm. Mind you, he was in a stolen vehicle. Mm. <laughs> now, uh, as you just heard, uh, Keith Chastain was arrested 10 times by Clovis police. Six times, okay? Six times by Clovis police and four times by other agencies. He was in a stolen vehicle on the way to pick up his items from the jail, mm -mm -mm. okay? Now, if he had gotten locked up by different agencies once or twice, I would understand. But if you get locked up by the same agency, the Clovis Police Department, six times, six times, at what point does it become the police department's fault as well for constantly letting you out? At what point does it become a judge's fault for constantly granting you bail? He's facing 18 felonies and 15 misdemeanors with charges including stealing six vehicles, DUI, vandalism, fraud, possession of a controlled substance, and a whole lot more. At some point, maybe after arrest number three, possibly after arrest number five, uh, surely at arrest number six, someone at the Clovis Police Department has to say, no need to let this man out because he's just gonna come right back. Okay, if the Clovis Police Department had a customer loyalty program like Starbucks or Subway or Sephora, this man, Keith, would get his 10th arrest for free. Okay, get arrested nine times, get your 10th arrest for free. Clearly, 
this man has a boyfriend behind those walls. Either that or he likes the food. Okay, when someone shows you who they are, believe them. And this man, Keith, has shown us he's a serial criminal. Okay, so give him what he wants. And what he wants is clearly zero bond. 10 arrests in 31 days. Insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. So yes, Keith is insane because he keeps committing crimes and the same crimes and getting locked up. And the Clovis Police Department is insane because they keep locking Keith up for these crimes, the same crimes and letting him out. They both are to blame. So please give Keith Chastain a he and give the Clovis Police Department a ha together because it takes two to give them the biggest hee haw. <laughs> This man wrote his name in jail, yo. That's why they say don't write your name. They say don't write your name on the walls in jail. You, you keep coming back to that jail. Jesus. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Charlemagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. Of course, Jess Hilarious is here. Yes, yes indeed. And we got a special guest in the building, Dionco. Hello, hello, hello. How you feeling, my brother? How's everybody doing? Everybody good? good? Everybody That's good. black and highly favored. Yeah, man. yes, yes, yes. I'm happy to see you. I can't. I'm just, yeah, I, I'm happy to see you. I'm so happy to see thank you as well. Yeah, know each other? Thank God for coming. Yeah. What do you mean? They stand up comedy. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, definitely, man. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. A lot to talk about. You got Average Joe. You mm -hmm. ain't, aren't you in, you're in the New Color Purple too, right? Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Oh yeah, yeah. New Color Purple, Average Joe. We just talked about that yesterday. We were talking about they just released a trailer. And what's your thoughts on the movie? Because we were like, Color Purple, is that a movie that you do over? Hard yeah. to remake classics, man. Yeah. So the director, Blizz, I don't know, he did uh, Beyonce's um, The Lion King, where she was like, Hunt huh, Jay, they was like... Uh, the live action Lion King. Yeah, but yeah. remember this video she had? It was like a 20-minute video mm -hmm. where she was like... And cars and on the beach running, mm -hmm. and Jay had these like suits and stuff on, oh, okay. whatever. It was like very beautifully mm -hmm. shot. Oh, yeah, yeah, all of that. Yeah, yeah. He, he directed all of that, mm -hmm. and so for him to take that vision and apply it to this movie is mm -hmm. like bananas. Plus, it's a different spin on it. It's a whole different spin on on on, on a color purple. So um, it's gonna be way different than than the other one but still mm -hmm. in its own right you know holding up to what it is mm -hmm. but I ain't really big on remakes neither like that but but this one y'all is crazy because it's a different perspective now, right. I was saying in 2022 you can't do color purple you have to be, it have to be woke yeah yeah there's so much but, stuff yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah it's a whole different whole different look on it a whole right. different span but, on it but yeah. you know some of the remakes are, are like I didn't like coming to America too right I just yeah. the first one which is classic I don't think right. you touched that yeah, one yeah, 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 I didn't yeah. like uh, there was another remake that they they did but people told me white man can't jump i didn't want to go see that but people telling me it's really really good so i mm. guess it can if they come from a different perspective a new way oh, house party was the another one i didn't mm. like i thought mm -hmm. I, didn't, I didn't really like that one but mm. yeah when they do it from a different perspective or shot well i don't think there's a problem with who you playing yeah, yeah i play um alfonso so i play uh Seely's father gotcha oh that's oh. the one that said uh take Seely. You can't have you can't have uh, I can't remember the girl name. You can't have her, but you can have this. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, okay. She's ugly, yeah. but she work hard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. yeah exactly. Okay. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. I play him. They, yeah. they kept that line in there. Nah, nah. It's a whole. It's different. All right. Yeah, gotcha. but you know, you still you still get it. He's still that dude. Got gotcha. you. Yeah, 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 yeah. You still why. call her ugly, just in a twenty twenty three way, <laughs> in a woke way. Yeah. Yeah. Do you hate that? Do you hate having to adjust like your content? Because of this new era? 
Yo, yeah, I do, I do hate it, definitely. That's why I don't understand why people who don't like that kind of stuff, like why do you even come to the shows? Mm-hmm. You messing it up for the people that really pay to come see and hear yeah. bull- you know yeah. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, why would you come in there with your beliefs and feelings about something that I thought of and you ain't in my world, you ain't in my tax bracket, you mm-hmm. ain't around the people I'm around, you ain't not about my culture, but mm-hmm. you come over here and try to tell me what I need to be saying and doing, it don't even make sense. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I hate that, that we have to kind of conform to that. Mm-hmm. And I heard somebody say that in an interview that we don't and, if, and it's not a problem and it is a problem, no, I think, is. honestly. You got Lenny Bruce and Richard and all these people who stood up for us to be able to say whatever we want to say and now we can't it's like mm-hmm. it's crazy you take away from the whole thing it's like now you go to comedy shows and they tell you what they think you want to hear in order right. to be safe right you know what i mean but there's certain comics that are still out on the front line that get loose you know like dave and just just don't give a nope. about nothing yeah. you know so yeah. you got great comics that's still out here fighting for that that um that voice that we all have and that people want to hear except for certain people that don't so and your yeah. circumstance is unique because you you definitely edgy on stage but then you got all the corp going on yeah yeah. yeah exactly yeah sitcoms and yeah. all that yeah I can't yeah I can't say exactly what I want to say <laughs> like, I, <laughs> I mean see, that's what I, that's my whole life sitting back trying to figure out another way that's what I, that's all I do I'd be like how can I say this another way mm-hmm. and They'll be able to say it, but you know, you're the face of old spice, bro. Crazy. Yeah. Like that's yeah. why if you really think about it's it. It's really wild. It's, it's been like a long time. I only think of two people, Dion Cole and the dude who used to ride the horse backwards. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, he was on the horse. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's crazy, right? <laughs> like crazy. Yeah, I couldn't even, even when they came to me about it, I was just like, wow. So when they like, came to you and said, hey, we want you to do this Old Spice commercial and be the fake, what, what, what was your thought? So at first, they came to me and they was like, I guess they had seen me do all these different kind of like quirky like characters like on uh, Angie Tribeca and Conan and Blackish and I was doing all these like trippy characters and I guess they was like yo it, it made sense where it was like yo you come in and yo we can all we can rock and I was like yeah I was like yeah I can do that so they flew me to Portugal man and I shot all of this basically how Old Spice get down you know what I mean like really wild in the woods your beard grow and throwing trees and you know I did all of that and then I came back to the US and they was like they ain't they ain't, they ain't want to use none of that. <laughs> so you did all that they did all of that and then use none of it and then they came to me about something else and then me and um me and this other guy, we, we was just sitting. I mean, this other guy, he was a uh, Q. He was um, writing this whole new premise. And then when he came to me about it, and I was like, man, that's cool. And so we we did it, and man, it took off. Yeah. You know, just me and my girl Gab. Yep, I love Yo, to see yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. We just we just got crazy. it in. Yeah, we just, I went and grabbed Gab and was like, yeah, they're thinking about this pro- this thing where it's a relationship and it's a couple and, and yeah. trying to take your old spice. And, you know, I, and they was like, yeah, let's do it. And man, we did it. And 
Because it's a storyline commercial. Yeah, like, yeah it's, it's like, like a storyline. Story yeah, yeah, and, and I was supposed to be in one of them. Yeah. I was supposed to be your little sister. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah, I was supposed to be his little sister. Yeah, man. I'm not being serious. I'm not being serious. I'm not being serious. I don't know they picked Lala Anthony. Well, they did pick Lala. You look more like Deano's sister than Lala. I did. I didn't know Lala was supposed to be your sister in the commercial. Yeah, I thought about that. I didn't even know that. It seemed like Lala was a family member. Yeah, yeah. And it was another person that no, you he was supposed to tell me get your black ass hands off my something right, and I gave it to somebody else. Uh huh. Yo, it's, they it's never would have said that. Get your I black ass hands off my yes. old wife. I cut the TV off every time I see that man. I'm like, man, that's supposed to be me. I'm serious. I'm supposed to be his little. Don't take that. Yeah, for real. They ain't gonna tell you. You know, you were at the top. That's dumb. So, that's dumb. That's dumb. When we come back, we got more with Dion Cole. It's the world's most dangerous morning show, The Breakfast Club. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature. And of course, we'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, from actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table because geek culture is pop culture. And we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. 
Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to the world's most dangerous morning show, The Breakfast Club. Charlamagne the God, Jess Hilarious, Dion Cole. Now, Jess... So I want to know, are you Dr. Dion Cole now? Because I saw you just, you know, yeah, honored. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like, if somebody up. on a plane holler out they need a doctor, they're they going to be ass out. But it ain't that kind of doctor. <laughs> okay. But yeah, yeah, I just got that. Just got an honorary honor doctor. Congratulations. Yeah, yeah. That's crazy. Philander Smith College, which oh, is now about to be university. Yeah, thanks, man. It's, yeah. uh, and they honored you for all the work that you did and everything? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And uh, Charlamagne paid for his. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> really. Yeah. I gave I got an endowment at South Carolina State University. Okay. Yeah, so we can, made me an honorary doctor. Yeah, well, there it is. And I get a commencement speech. Yeah, yeah, I did too. Yeah. It was wild. I gave mine. They really didn't give two to what I was saying. No, but <laughs> I thought I was dropping some gems, yo. They was all sitting out there on their phone. Like, like, I was like, they, they, yeah, they was out there like this. So they might have been taking notes. They might have been taking notes. Yeah, they might have been taking notes. I don't think so, so yo. Do you, do you keep going when you see that? Do you cut it Man, short? it was... I I was bombing, like for real. Like I was, I was giving it, and then it'd be like a, a couple chuckles, a couple coughs, and then I just keep going, like yeah. just going on to the next topic or whatever. But yeah, yeah, it wasn't. I, I was thinking I was doing like stand up. You think you're in front of an audience like right. that? You're about to be ripping. Yeah. Nah, they was out there yeah. like, nah. I want to see my baby cross. <laughs> and get her degree, and that's what I'm here for. But that so. stand-up muscle don't kick in when you see people like ignoring you, because you know you'd heckle, you'd get at somebody for that. Nah, like nah, when yeah. it, nah, I'm I'm quick to leave. I leave. <laughs> I leave. I leave. I man, I done left some shows. Just. In the middle what? of the show, yeah. Oh my god. I try it and I keep going. If that, if it ain't working, I just know that I ain't for them, and I go. Yeah. I'm Trevor. Good night. Yeah. <laughs> 
I leave on a whole nother name. <laughs> I'm Sean. Peace out. I'm from Nashville. This uh-uh. suck. He suck. You got Average Joe coming out too, right? Yeah, yeah. Average Joe, man. This um, this was uh, thank you so much. It was yeah. man. This was a labor of love. Um, it's a, like a darkly comedic drama. Mm. It takes place in Pittsburgh. This dude, his father dies, and these mob dudes is looking for him. And the the Joe, he don't know what's going on, but his father had left some money trying to figure out what's going on. And mm. he had to make these decisions between like um, you know family and money, but uh, yeah, it's uh, it's funny, but it's it's dark, it's dark as hell. Like we was leaving set miserable, mm-hmm. just just from being like a comic. Yeah. You gotta you know you you can yeah. be good to do yeah. comedy, but every day just to leave murdering, mm-hmm. lying, and deceitful, and mm-hmm. heartache, and. Mm-hmm losing people and yeah. every day you leave you know that was the first time I started realizing I understand how like people kind of break when they when they do movies yeah. and stuff that was the very first time cause I used to be like you ain't that deep into character yeah. but nah like you, if you keep doing that mm-hmm. you have to constantly be that person mm-hmm. to do that like you like that's wear on you mm-hmm. I used to always think like like with Pac they always say Pac became like, like Bishop yeah he, he became yeah. Bishop from Juice or whatever mm-hmm. anyway mm-hmm. that's how that show was man we was down there we was shooting in Atlanta boy it was yeah. like we was doing like 16 hours sometimes mm-hmm. 20 hours yo shooting it. but but we got a nice piece of uh, uh, work and man, it's it's gonna be something. If y'all like murder and mayhem, absolutely. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. You 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 gonna you gonna love this. this you're this, lead. This, this crazy. For the right? first time. I'm For the first time. Wow, right? Crazy. That's, that's right? Amazing. <laughs> so seeing, watching, looking at you talk about it, it's like amazing because even as comics. We we can still we can play any part. We can yeah, do anything. You know, yeah. I always think of Robin Williams. Yeah. And, you know, the comics. Especially that, going from comedy to drama. Yeah, yeah. And Jim Carrey and you know, and even like what you just said, like how you sixteen hours you gotta stay this person and you gotta yeah. like it's like you used to being, you know, but yeah. no, it's different. Nah. But the fact that you can do it. Yeah, but it's different. like I remember when I when they when when they when I took the job Cause usually I'm I'm a type of cat I go play my part and yeah. I go get my drop top and we rolling you know what mm-hmm. I mean like that's what I did on Blackish for eight years right. I did my part and I was out I was gone when I, I signed on to do this and seen like sixty page scripts mm-hmm. and I'm in like ninety percent of it and I'm looking yeah. like like I got a real job <laughs> <laughs> I'm like I can't leave they like uh, man nope. first one here last to leave you. Like what? Mm. It was an adjustment because I still had other things going yeah. on and other businesses and other projects and trying to write that and do that and trying to do this. Yeah, I had to learn to. I had to cut all that out and just focus dead on this and, and get it done. But yeah, being being a, you, you got to watch what you pray for. Yeah. You got to know how to pray. Yeah. You know, a lot of people don't know how to pray and. You know, that was one of the things that I learned, you know. Yeah. You know, a, a person to ask, man, Lord, can I have a man? Can I have a woman? And mm-hmm. they'll get you one and they won't have a job. They won't have a job. <laughs> I take it back. I, oh, I forgot to ask for a job with that person. When yeah. it comes to comedy and drama, right, they always say it's a thin line. That's where the whole tears of a clown thing come from. So as a comic, you don't lean into trauma. 
Yeah, absolutely. Okay, okay. That's that's exactly what I did. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But it wasn't like that at first. Like another another turning point when we was doing um the harder they fall, I was like I walked on set and was like, Yeah, what's going on? Hey, what's going on? I'm funny and comedian, comedian. I remember Jonathan Majors and all them, they was just all sitting back and Delroy Lindo, they was all just quiet and just chilling. And I was like, Hey, what's going on? Dion, hey, so we gonna knock this out and we gonna mm-hmm. they was just like and then when we rehearsed, they was just like mm-hmm. so like ink, like yeah. it was so real and so. It just was like, man. I remember Jonathan told me he was like, man, you should acting is the worst title for this job. This is what mm-hmm. you should not be doing. Mm-hmm. You should not be acting. You should become. You yeah. should become that person mm. instead mm. of acting. Mm-hmm. And so it made me be like, oh, really? So then I went back, changed my whole demeanor up, man, yeah. just from that conversation yeah. and came mm-hmm. back and was like, all right, we got we to gotta just become this person. Mm-hmm. And and I remember that all the time, just be becoming, right. you know, and so. When we come back, we got more with Dion Cole. It's the world's most dangerous morning show, The Breakfast Club. The Breakfast Club. Welcome back to the World's Most Dangerous Morning Show, The Breakfast Club. Charlemagne the God, Jess Hilarious, Dion Cole. What about when you're not in the mind state to joke all work? Like, 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 like have, did you give yourself time to grieve after your, your mother passed? Huh? So uh, I am, like, still uh, dealing with that. Like, that's, mm-hmm. like, really f***ing with me still. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying because I was the only child. No brothers, sisters, no father. Yeah, no, thank you, man. And I'm still like, that's why I try to stay as busy as possible because anytime I like have downtime or anything good happen, like that with me because I be wishing she was here, that she can like be here and be a part of that. And people out there that that's going through the state, they know what I'm talking about. It's like anything good happen to you, you just, it's like a bittersweet moment, you know? Like even with the color purple coming out, I'm not like in it, in it like that, but I just wish my mama would have been there to see that. Sure. And I, you know, it's things like that. Even Average Joe being the lead, it's like, I wish my mama was here so she could like see that and feel that because it was stuff we talked about. Even getting my doctorate, for her to know that her son was now like doc having a degree like that mm-hmm. is just that would have like sent her you know what I yeah. mean so anytime these situations happen it's like it's nice but I also just get into like and people don't and people always be like you need to go talk to somebody and something and it's like yeah you can do that but this just happened to me yeah mm-hmm. you know what I mean this like I don't know nobody who has something like this can just happen to you and you go talk to somebody and you all good. If yeah. anybody's like that, they weird to mm-hmm. me. Like, mm-hmm. you should be able to grieve, grieve like yeah. you yeah. said, and you should be able to have these moments and don't rush people in these yeah. situations, you know, just, just be there for them, you know? And I had a lot of people leave me. Like, a lot of people mm-hmm. leave me because I wasn't who they wanted me to be when I was good. Your mom just mm. passed. Come on. I know, but everybody left. Dang. Mm. And it was weird. And people out there that's dealing with death, they they know what I'm talking about. Like people leave you because you change. And now I'm not the person that out that I that I was when they met me. And I understand that. But if you are a good friend and you really there, you're gonna you're gonna understand this the severity yeah. of this. And you're going to understand that, you know, being the only child, not having nobody else and no mother, no father, nothing like that. And that's going to weigh on you. 
you you basically in the world alone. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You really don't have nobody else. I mean, I got family, cousins, and stuff like that, but media it's uh it's it's hard man I, yeah. I go through it every day and i try to uh try to be better and you know so i i try to advocate tell everybody man if you got your mother your father yeah. any of that man take pictures of them video them talk to them even if you don't get along with them just be around them man because you just never know because my mom died sudden right. was nothing wrong with her just I came from audition calling her and they was like she didn't make it and I'm like thinking that she was going to an appointment and I was like an appointment it's like nah she ain't make it and I'm like make make what and I just yeah. could not understand that like what do you mean she make it and they told me that I just like what I was like I just talked to her what mm-hmm. are you talking about mm-hmm. I didn't even want to like even with my Netflix special I didn't even want to do that Yeah, that wasn't even something I was planning to do but I got cornered into shooting that special on that day, you know, mm. like the day that my mom died, September 10th, and I was looking for a spot. Usually when you tour, if you're about to shoot a special, you won't perform in yeah. that city. Yeah. Mm. So I was going to do Philly. Philly was the mm. city I was going to shoot my special in, mm. but uh, we were taking too long with the deal, and I ended up doing Philly, right? And I had nowhere else to go. Yeah. And I wanted to shoot, I thought about New York, but I just was like, you gotta be from New York in order to do New York, you know what I mean? Like, New York is just different, you know? It's like, you gotta be from there. But when it came around to me shooting a special, Netflix was like, all right, you gotta shoot in September. And I was like, make sure it's at the end of September, because I knew I couldn't shoot around a year later from the day my mom passed. They came back not even knowing. They was like this, yeah, we got the venue. I'm like, man, let's do it. I was like, what day? They was like, September 10th. And I was like, uh, I said, nah, I was like, I, I was like, I ain't gonna do it. Then about days later, my mom was like, you know what, don't even mourn like that. Like, celebrate her, shoot on that day, mm-hmm. dedicate this to her mm-hmm. and, and celebrate her. Because when people pass, man, you have to like make them live through you. Of course. Yeah. Even if it's a password. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? If you get if you set a password mm-hmm. and you put their name in every day, you that's that's yeah. making every day. Yeah, that's right. They with you every day. You know what I mean? And so I was I like, you just didn't give up your password. No, I did not. Oh, I did. No, but yo, and and I just was like, man, I'm gonna shoot it, and I shot it like on that day. But I also was trying to show people and teach people that. With comedians and entertainers, even y'all, people don't understand we we got problems. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And when we performing, you never know what that comic is yeah. going through. Mm-hmm. So that was the whole deal with my Netflix special. It, w- it was that I wanted to perform without telling nobody what was going on. Yeah. And then at the end of the special, let them know I was up here rocking with y'all. You're not even knowing what I was going through. I, I had just cried right before I walked out on stage. I was... Backstage, wiping my eyes, took a deep breath and walked out there, performed the whole special with them not even knowing that this was like the one year anniversary of of my mom's death. And I wanted them to see that us performers, we had to put aside whatever we going through. Mm -hmm. You said something powerful that I I would like for you to talk about just because that's something I struggle with. How do you show up as a friend when somebody has somebody that they lose that's close to them, like a parent or mm. significant other. Like, what do you? What would you have wanted your friends to do in that moment? So, if I'm now different 
and we ain't buying bottles and kicking it and I ain't in a club and I'm now I'm in a club with you but I'm but I'm daydreaming mm-hmm. and I'm zoned out and I ain't helping mm-hmm. you pull all the women in the club and all that or whatever now I'm boring to you I'm not what what you was if you're a friend you're gonna be like man let's get out this club yeah right, 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 let's right, go right. let's go chill let's go get you together let's go chill yeah if you're anyway different even if I'm snappy if I, even if I'm not understanding if I don't hear you correctly or any of that understand that I wasn't normally like this right so therefore you have to know that there's some kind of issue going on with me right yeah. so therefore you have to channel that and understand that <clears throat> and, and get to know who I am now mm-hmm. or who I'm who I'm about to be mm-hmm. because now I'm, I'm embarking on a new normal mm-hmm. and that's what everybody has to do they have to embark on a new normal that's at this friend. point yeah absolutely yeah. and once a true friend understand that yo he's he's embarking on a new normal mm-hmm. and I have to be here to learn that new normal yeah. in order to be there to be there for them right. Right. That's you know right. what I mean so once a person understands that mm-hmm. and they'll be there they they won't leave you and they're going to be there and they're going and they're going to help you out and they're not going to leave because all of a sudden you don't understand them and all of that and it's like mm. it's 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 so whack or whatever yeah. and I, I lost not only did I lose my mother I lost like other family members and friends and so it was very and and I'm still in that kind of lonely spot right mm. now you know but it's a lot better because I'm working and I got all these other projects yeah. coming out and about to pop and bubble and all that oh. and so it's taking up my mind frame and you know me working on a whole new hour to tour with and all yeah. of that so you know I'm, I'm not feeling as left out right. and lonely no more because you know, I got a lot going on. But as a friend, mm-hmm. that's what a friend does. A friend understands that you change and they're going to change with you. Yeah. And they're going to be there for you. And they're going to find out how are you now. Find out what makes you happy now. Yeah. What makes you sad now. You know, and they're going to be there for you. Yeah. You know what I mean? But falling back and, 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 and it's a selfish move a lot of people go. Because they go, oh, you're not making me f- feel comfortable around you or I, right and now it's about them yeah and not you and and not you you know what i mean mm-hmm. so yeah it's a, it's a it's a tripped out situation and i'm still learning mm-hmm. you know what i mean and uh and my but but the friends that i do have man we've been rocking and you know we having a ball and we're gonna keep it moving we appreciate you brother yeah. we, we and we love you brother man i love, love y'all man love and you, i thank y'all man for this platform i, I hate that it got serious like this nah, it's, 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 always give the best conversations yeah, it's real conversation. it's funny and it's serious i love that yeah yeah yeah, yeah 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 i appreciate y'all man and y'all keep doing what y'all doing y'all are very i just want to say y'all y'all are very powerful more powerful than what y'all even probably thinking though. And I want y'all to understand that and keep doing good with 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 the positions y'all. Thank got. you, man. Thank, thank you, brother. You. Average wow. Joe premieres yeah. June twenty fifth on BET Plus. And thank you, brother, for joining yeah, us again. Thank you so much, man. Y'all check it out. Dion Cole. It's Dion Cole. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Mini Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers.
Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week, I'm talking to acclaimed musician and entrepreneur, Pitbull. I think that education is the real revolution because as much as we speak about all the problems that there is in society and the world today, my mother's always told me, son, don't worry, the world's always been coming to an end. Don't let it scare you out of living. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen to the highly anticipated 100th episode of Tank and Jay Valentine's R&B Money Podcast with artist Chris Brown. Even working with you from Carrie Hills and Adonis, mm-hmm. back in the day, I was 15, 14 doing that album. So like I said, I was in school like, yeah. okay, this is how you do it. This is how you make a song. There's a verse, a pre-chorus, and then mm-hmm. a hook. I didn't know none of that. You learned I, that over a summer, bro. That's what I, it felt like. That's what it felt like. Listen to R&B Money on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the story of how a group of people brought music back to Afghanistan by creating their own version of of American Idol. The joy they brought to the nation. You're free completely. No one is there to destroy you. The danger they endured. They said my head should be cut off. I'm John Legend. Listen to Afghan Star starting May 15th on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jordan Gonsalves, and I'm a journalist. Join me on my new podcast, But We Loved, coming May 15th where queer elders recount the amazing history they've lived through. In the middle of Wall Street, they stopped traffic. They were doing a die-in. And in the process, share little gems of wisdom for the next generation. The key is to understanding yourself, learning to love and embrace yourself. You can listen to But We Loved May 15th on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 